Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here we go on a Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. We are glad that we are we that you are with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank uh, all of our sponsors, our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This might be the day, Joel. I might head on over from here. To, to Strange Brew, well, to, to, to Turn and Spoon. Well, let's see who gets there first. Because I'm. Are going, you going straight I'm, there? I'm doing that myself. We'll see how it goes. I, I don't have. I'm undecided. I'm, well, I, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I think about it because I was told my wife was and daughters were baking a chocolate cake when Ooh. I left the house. Oh. So there's no point in doing that. Well, I am going to do it. So if, you do uh, it. But if, I, if you, I'll if go you, another day. If you somehow get this show uploaded mm-hmm. um, before I'm there, and maybe one of the employees happens to be a quick listener, I get the blueberry cobbler ready because that's what I'm going for today. <laughs> there so. you go. Uh, and, of course, you need to get over to Churn and Spoon or to, to Strange Brew uh, as soon as you possibly can. As soon as you can get back up here to Starkville if you're not from around here. And, if, of course, if you are a local, well, you know they've been taking care of the locals since all of this madness started. So, please, keep them in your uh, your routine. Keep Strange Brew Coffee House up and running. All right. Our good friends over at College Corner, who I learned today, thanks to one of our loyal listeners, Andy Atkinson, the double A, the enforcer, it's beyond. It's they're, they're offering discounts on top of discounts. Oh, goodness. So, evidently, not only are you still getting 30% off of your gift card purchase, you can take another 15% off any baseball-related uh, purchase. So, anything with the M over S, now we're getting somewhere. I don't even want to attempt to do this math. If you are a professor of, of math, help me out here and tell me how much money we're saving. Because it's gotten to the point where I can't even keep up with the savings. It's ridiculous. Okay, so it, let's try to do this real quick. Okay. So you got if something was a hundred dollars, right. it would be eighty-five. Right. So if it was fifty dollars, you'd take seven fifty off, and it'd be forty-two fifty. Okay. So something that was fifty dollars is now forty-two fifty. Okay. You could buy that with a one hundred dollar gift card that you only paid seventy bucks for, mm-hmm. and so then you could buy like two shirts and probably a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stop now. Let's just say you can you can basically make the savings money. are good. Yes. We'll just say that you can have a bunch of stuff for not much. Go to collegecornerstore.com, buy a gift card there, and then you can shop online or shop at either of their two locations in Ridgeland. They're by Fleet Feet and Flowood. They're over by the Half Shell, and they are going to take care of you with the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi. Folks over at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that right now, hey, this is not the time for your business to be inefficient. Every penny counts, so that's why you need to give Advantage Business Systems a call and find out how they can help streamline and make your business as efficient as possible. They've got all the answers from over 45 years of experience doing business here in the Magnolia State with businesses like yours. So they are the experts. Find out how they can help you. Call them at 844-833-6245 or visit them online 
at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Yeah. All right. Opening weekend for for, for MLB. It's been nice. Does it feel good? It feels... It's weird, but good at the same time? It's weird, but it feels normal. Like, it's it, it really is one of the first times in four or five months that I kind of a little bit feel like myself. And I know it's dumb. I know there's somebody probably listening that thinks it's stupid, but I cannot express how big of a part the Braves are of my life. And so to go through March, April, May, June, most of July, with literally no Braves and no MLB, mm-hmm. it just adds to the fact that this whole coronavirus season has stunk. Yeah, I mean, it's, it just adds to it. And today, uh, the last couple of days, I mean, just to drive down there, like going to, to Ackerman and back on Sunday, uh, didn't even listen to a game, but I had my XM on so I could see a score there. Uh, Braves play Sunday night baseball, so they wouldn't, I wasn't able to listen to them, obviously. They don't play till tonight. So uh, just to kind of, it just seems like things are kind of somewhat normal. And then on the, the background of all of it, though, is like right now, I, I was just reading as you were kind of doing some of the ad reads. Like the Marlins, I think have three or four position players out and a pitcher or two out with, with yeah. coronavirus and stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm so hopeful, but I'm not totally convinced they're going to get through this thing because, I mean, what if you do have a team that has a breakout, yeah. 11, 12 guys to get yeah. it? Like, do you just keep playing? Uh, I mean, I'll use the brace for instance. Uh, what what if Acuna and Albies and you know Soroka and three or four guys out of the bullpen or something. I, I know that they have these 60-man pools, but mm-hmm. at what point are you just playing minor league ball out there? <laughs> yeah. Like, and even then, like some of the – What if this happens in October? If you have a lot if you have a lot of issues, you know, normally your minor leaguers are playing and they're sharp. You know, you're not having that right now. There is no minor league baseball. So you've yeah. got your 60-man you pool, like you said, but at the same time yeah, – So you got 30 guys – at their minor league park somewhere, you know, keeping staying sharp, loose. But, but what if you, what if something bad happens? You know, what if something happens to those guys? Yeah, and and I mean, it could. It's 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 interesting to keep up with. I'm just but, I'm, I'm enjoying it while but, it's lasting. Yeah, let's just let's try to stay there. Yeah, uh, you know, Giants uh, one and two. I don't. They haven't. First pitch hasn't happened today for. Well, Giants. They, they play the night after the Braves. There's two Sunday. Oh, there's night two games. Sunday night games. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the late game. I might step and watch a little bit of that. Well, watch the Braves before. Eh, you know, as glad as I am, baseball is back. I'm not so glad that I'm going to watch teams that aren't mine. Somebody tweeted something <laughs> I yesterday. Have. I know. <laughs> somebody tweeted something yesterday. They they were showing through 1,200 games how Mike Trout's numbers compared with Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. And I said, yeah, they've probably been on national TV the same amount of times too. You know, I mean, I, again, I, this might be the year I finally sit down and watch an Angels game so I can see Mike Trout. I have I have yet to do it. So we'll see. I watched a lot of Angels. So. Well, there you go. Did you say they're like that's like your AL? Yeah, that's like it's your little like my, secret girlfriend. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Keeping that. I keep... almost always um, have a game on at night while I work or, or do something like that. There's always kind of something on the background, um, and and the Angels are kind of my go-to West Coast team that I always follow. And, and it really kind of started more so because Andrelton Simmons, uh, former Brave, was yeah. with the Angels. Yeah. But I mean, having Trout with them too. And then, like, Justin Upton, like, there were several former Braves that went that way. So, And now Julio Tehran's an angel. So, yeah. I don't know. It kind of feels like they're Braves West or something. So I, see, I, I see the numbers. Is Trout as good as, as, as his numbers are? He, he's good. Okay. He's I need good. to watch. Uh, we're going to talk some MSU sports now. And we'll talk a little uh, college football scheduling. Some big news. Some interesting news this weekend. But, Joel, it's been a running joke for about the past five or six years about the Mississippi State and the tight ends. This is the year 
The tight ends are going to get used. And Dan Mullen would go out and recruit a tight end in almost every class, sometimes two. You know, you'd have six, you'd have as many tight ends on the roster sometimes as you had, you know, cornerbacks. It was it got to be sort of a running joke. And you know, of course, we had my my well documented rivalry with Farad Green that, that we were able to put to bed. But long story short, you know, State has always had these tight ends and then never used them. So this year it's a little interesting because I'm pretty sure they're not going to use tight ends. They aren't going to have anybody line up as a tight end. But there's still tight ends on the rosters. What what is going to happen? to Jaquavius Spivey, Dante Jones, and Brad Cumbus, in your opinion? Probably when I, we get our football roster, which we still haven't gotten, whenever it happens, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess they have WR by their names. I mean, yeah, I mean that, you're, that's you're right. what's going to happen. Um, because if you look back through Mike Leach's uh, last several years, um, he hadn't had a tight end on his roster, like the actual letters T-E on the roster, since 2015. Uh, he doesn't use tight ends much. Uh, I, there's this quote he had back in 2017. This is a Mike Leach quote from 2017. Tight ends are a blast if you have them. If you have a true tight end, and I mean a true tight end, then life is good. God didn't make very many true tight ends. Just go to the mall and big long arm guys you see at the mall, you'll see a couple, but most of them can't run fast. And those that can probably can't catch. So there's not very many of them. Uh, Mike Leach doesn't very often have a guy he considers a true tight end. That's what you gather from that quote. Mm. Uh, and I don't know that Mississippi State, despite the talents of a, a Dante Jones and Cumbest and, and Spivey and company, I don't know that they he has what he would consider a true tight end here because those guys all, even in high school, were more wide receiverish. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, that's just what they're going to have to do. They're, they're going to have to to get out there, prove they can, you know, get in space, catch the football. Uh, bottom line, uh, talking to Steve Spurrier about some of these guys back a few months ago, he he seemed very excited at what he had with this bunch of tight ends, thinking they could contribute in the receiving game. But, I mean, what's he going to say, you know? No, they, they can't catch. They're not going to be productive. You know, he's not going to say that. But, I mean, they do have a skill set, and they have a history going back to high school of being productive pass catchers. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives you optimism that these big-bodied guys can be targeted. You know, can they be red zone targets? You know, that sort of thing? Maybe. We'll see. Who do you like the best out of this group? <sighs> I don't know that I'm going to be right, but for whatever reason, like Dante Jones sticks out to me. Okay. Just because I, I, I almost kind of see him as a little bit of a receiver anyway. Because mm-hmm. he... He, uh, he was a big-time receiver. He was a big-time receiver uh, at Louisville, right? Up through yeah. like his mm-hmm. junior year. And then he went elsewhere to, to finish up. But uh, to me, he is a guy that has always had the skill set to be a productive SEC football player. Mm-hmm. And I just... I think he's got the hands to do it. Um, not saying that the other guys don't, but... I just kind of, in my mind, see him as closer to the receiver mold. Like, Spivey and Cumbus, I think they can catch the football. Uh, I mean, they've got some receptions in their career. But, I don't know, I see them a little more like actual tight ends. Mm -hmm. Um, I see Dante as a little more of just a pass catcher. And so, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe you see him differently. But I just kind of feel... 
if you made me guess today which one I'm more confident in could be productive, Dante Jones just, to me, stands out in my mind. For me, it's Spivey. I, I think he's the best athlete in the group. Um, I think that you could, if you, you know, a few years back, Mississippi State sort of did this. They played a tight end as wide receiver with Jordan Thomas. If you said which of those three guys could be a Jordan Thomas type in terms of being sort of, you know, overly athletic, Spivey is that guy for me. Um, now, he had, you know, the, the one play for, of him I remember from last season is him dropping a touchdown pass at Auburn. Um, but that said, he's got the athleticism that makes me think that in a, in a system where you want run, you want to be able to run after the catch, that he can do that. He's, he's the guy that I like the most. Where does that leave Brad Cumbus for you? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I mean, he, he can be productive. Too. I'm not saying that he's not able to be productive. I think he could be. But I, I think that you and I have hit on the two that seem the most likely to be able to contribute in receiving it. Look at these. Here's their numbers. They're uh, in high school. Spivey's senior year. In Spivey's senior year at Richwood High in Louisiana, 33 catches, 981 yards, and nine touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, well, I say that. Listen to Cumbus. This, this is Cumbus uh, at, at East Central in Hurley. 36 receptions, 784 yards, nine, nine touchdowns. Here's Dante Jones. His this is actually his junior year at Louisville. Um, Forty three catches, seven hundred seventy four yards, eleven TDs. Yeah. So they're all right there in the same ballpark. Yeah, they they all showed in their high school career that you can go to them time and time again. They can catch the football. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they maybe they are a little more equal than I'm giving giving them credit for. That, looking at those numbers, they're all right there together. Uh, yeah. So so we'll see. And. I don't know. I, I'm going back now through some of the quotes that Spurrier gave me back in May, and, and he mentioned that uh, when at Oklahoma in '99, Spurrier said that when I was with Coach Leach at Oklahoma, we had several good tight ends, and we played in two tight end personnel a lot of snaps that year. So it's not like Leach is totally opposed to sending tight ends out there. Right. They're just going to prove that they can do what, and they have to play to do, as wide but, receivers. Yeah, it's 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 the idea of a tight end. You know, somebody lining up with their hand down on the ground next to the tackle. That's gone. You know, these guys are going to line up in space. Some of them are going to be in the slot. Some of them are going to be outside. One thing I do like is I like the idea of putting them in the slot because that just there should be a mismatch there, right? There should be you know a short route. They should be able to shield off a defender, make that catch, and then be difficult to bring down. So I like that idea. But then again. From a speed perspective, you know, you 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 are you're just putting less speed on the field when you have a tight end yeah. out there, and, and you know, I don't know how that's going to work. Looking at those numbers though that I just read, I mean, that was basically, you know, three seasons in which those guys caught around forty passes each for, on average, about eight fifty nine hundred yards. It kind of seems like these these three guys, Jones, Cumbus, Spivey. Are they a little bit uniquely qualified, maybe, to be in the air raid? I mean, it seems like they're all very much comfortable yeah. with you throwing them the football. Yeah. They don't seem out of there. Just looking at – and granted, those were high school numbers. Their collegiate receptions are not many. I, you know, I don't have them in front of me, that's, but there's that's not That's true many. of everybody on the roster. Yeah. So, uh, but, but they seem like a group, just looking at those high school numbers, that, yeah, throw them the ball. I mean, they don't seem like somebody that you would – not think could get the job done, you know? So. Right. Yeah, and, you know, there's so few high school tight ends. You know, most tight ends in college are just wide receivers who grew, who continued to get bigger. 
You know, that you looked at them and they were 6'4", and they were, you know, 200 pounds, and you thought, okay, I can put another 30, 40 pounds on them. Well, Dante Jones, that's what happened. Dante Jones. I, I mean, Spivey, Spivey and, yeah. The, the, Compass, yeah. They may have been considered tight ends. I can't remember. Well, I mean, they, through, but. they get recruited as tight ends, but would they be considered – are they a tight end in their high school offenses? Well, probably not a lot. They're probably lining up out wide. So, I mean, some of them, you know, turn in, you know, to quarterbacks and stuff. I mean, it's, just, it's all about being big athletes. You know, sometimes a tight end is so good at quarterback that he gets to play for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. And be the highest-paid single-season Cowboy ever. It's, it's crazy. You know? But yeah, this, that, that that's an interesting position to watch. You know, we 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 have made jokes through the years about the tight end position and how it's going to be used. Now, I mean, we've 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 detailed these numbers so many times about how even the eighth and ninth best receiver is still catching you know 30, 40 passes sometimes in a Mike Leach offense. Well, one of those guys could is very likely to be one of those those guys. And you're going to talk about a tight end might catch as many passes this year as has been caught by a tight end in the last five years at Mississippi State, since Malcolm Johnson left. I'm not counting Jordan Thomas because they didn't play him at tight end. So, yeah, that's another. it's just another question we have to, to get answered. You know, football practice has started up. I don't know if we're going to get to see anything of it or anything of that nature. By the way, just real quick, I did while you were talking, I did a quick look. Only two schools in the SEC don't have the roster up on their websites, State and Florida. So it must be a Mullen thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, Find out, you buy a ticket, come out the first game, find the roster, buy a program. I left that in my desk at Mississippi State. Don't tell him the roster. Don't tell him the roster. You know, there was one year when he was here, Mm -hmm. uh, one of his final year or two, it was late, 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 late before we ever got a roster. Oh, yeah. So So, apparently that's going down again. Although I kind of blame Corona more so than like Mike Leach. I would blame Corona if 12 of the other schools didn't have him. That's true. That's true. And the, these guys, some of them know their numbers and stuff because they're tweeting it out. Yeah. I mean, they, there is a there's roster. a roster. We just don't have access. We to don't it. have it. So. Oh, well. All right. Uh, let's move on over to uh, some college football scheduling news. And that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, if you're down in uh, Lauderdale County and you want to get some Welcome Home Beef, some the greatest product that there is to get. And I'm telling you from experience, uh, you can go by there the Piggly Wiggly there in Collinsville, Mississippi, and pick it up straight there from the local, uh, from your meat market right there. And of course, if you're not down there, you can't make that trip. Well, Welcome Home Beef is happy to ship just about anywhere. And if you're in Starville, well, you can just come on in and pick out what you want. Great beef products, locally sourced beef. It's all grain fed. It's all processed at Mississippi State. It's the best of both worlds for you. I had, I don't know if you saw, had that tri-tip working this weekend. I did see was pretty good. Looked good. It was edible. It was very, very good. So, and those, I mean, I've been doing this every week because of the great products I'm getting from Welcome Home Beef, and you can do it too. Call them today at 662-418-2021 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Check out what they've got to offer, but don't be afraid to ask for just about anything. They're always willing to make special orders and help you guys out. So, again, it's 662-418-2021 or facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Just remember, whatever you get from Welcome Home Beef, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. All right. So, in this world of delays and scheduling and, you know, everything's getting pushed back, Oklahoma and Kansas step up and say, nope, we're playing on August the 29th. They got week zero approval <laughs> in an attempt to have some more flexibility with their schedule uh, down the road. That's the first positive thing we've had happen in a few weeks, in my opinion. That... They didn't schedule that game to cancel it, I don't think. 
That's how I would put that. How does it give you flexibility down the road other than it just gives you an extra week to play it if you have to push it back to its originally scheduled time? Well, no, no, I think that it, it has something to do with where, where the bye weeks are for Oklahoma. Okay. This gives them some, like, uh, an extra. Some, let me let's see. I have the, the release here. Hold on. If this, this is from Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe, God help me, Castiglione. Sure. If the season is indeed permitted to start a schedule, the benefit of extra time between games will help our teams manage any very variety of possible circumstances that may occur. I'm doing this thing I hate, by the way. I hate it when people just read quotes and drive me crazy, but I, but I feel like I need to. I think I did that a minute ago with a leech quote. But yeah, well, yeah, but that's fine. That was that was more needed. Uh, original schedule had an open date between the second and third game, so now we will have a span of five weeks to play three games. Provides us a more gradual approach to safely manage the condition of these unprecedented times. Yeah. We're thankful to Missouri State for their cooperation during the process and allow, the NCAA for allowing both teams to start the season a week earlier. That game's getting played. Sure. I mean... By the way, I did not realize Oklahoma goes to Army this year. That's cool. I didn't either. That's really cool. But anyway... I guess it gives you if something happens, somebody catches it or whatever, it gives you another gives you some time. Seven days or so to yeah, get everybody healthy again. Exactly. So you combine that news with the fact that, you know, they said the end of July is when the SEC is making this uh this 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 uh, announcement. Now, if you listen to Sports Talk Mississippi last week, Richard Cross said he doesn't expect there to be a end all be all announcement. But there's going to be something this weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to make some kind of declaration because these guys are about to start an actual fall camp like the following week. And what I told Richard is, and tell me if you agree with this, I don't think that the decisions and the announcements are, are more – you can start fall camp, right? This, they can just practice. That's not, they need to practice. They, they didn't have a spring. Yeah. This is more about the fans. This is more about finding – you know, for the fans, making decisions on, am I going to be able to go to games? Am I going to – you know, what games can I go to? What, when do I need to have my, my hotel decisions, my flight decisions? In, in, when do I need to make those? There's, it's not going to be, you know, hey, September 5th, we're opening up and we want 65,000 people there. It's going to be, we're, we may have to start September the 20, uh, 12th, 19th, 26th, and we're going to have 12,000 people there. Well, you need to know if you're in that 12,000. Yeah. You know? So that's, when that, that's why the, these announcements need to be made for the paying customer at this point. Um, just give me a, a big picture idea of what you think they're going to say this week. Ooh. I got the impression last week talking to Cohen that he really wants to push for, like, at the very least, people that's participating, like their families to be able to come. That. Uh Right. Got the same impression when I talked to him. Yeah, and I, I would hope that that also includes like band members' parents and cheerleaders' parents and anybody that's participating in the ongoing festivities. You know, let right. let, let, let their mamas and daddies in. Right. I mean, I think that only makes sense. And, and your high dollar boosters are going to get in. Yeah, and then you go there. Uh, I kind of wonder if there's a pathway here to keep the like sweets open. Kind of deal, and keep oh, it I think under. so. Because I mean, most of those people, that, are, that's where a lot of the big money is, you know. You know, it's uh, most, of those, most of those people are, are that's their families up there. Yeah, people they see every people day. People they're anyway. going to be at their house with anyway. Right. Uh, but the, the 
kicker here is every state is different. Mm-hmm. Like Mississippi right now, I guess, still has the uh, the 25% executive order um, where, out, like, outdoor arenas and things, you can't even – you can't go over 25% right now. I, I don't know when that ends or if it's going to be extended or – so my guess is, I mean, that they're going to try to play this football season and they're going to leave it up to – the state health people to tell John Cohen and Keith Carter and everybody what they can do. You know, because I could see Greg Sankey saying, we're going to proceed with this season. Maybe we delay it two or three weeks. Maybe we only play nine games, whatever. Uh, Fans are going to be able to come, and we're going to leave it up to each individual state to say how many can can squeeze in there. I I think that's the only way to do it, right? I mean, Greg Sankey can't say, well, you know, every, 75% for everybody, you know, because he doesn't run the state of Mississippi, you know. So, but, yeah, they're going to try to play this thing, Brian. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I that's any, for sure. I don't know what it's going to look like. They're going to try to play it, and they're going to try to get some people in there, but it's going to be on each individual state to determine how many can. And right now, for the state of Mississippi, it looks like the number that we keep hearing time and time again, whether it's even if somebody just kind of casually throws out a number, it seems like twenty five percent's the number right now, unless something, unless somebody's had a conversation and, and it's changed. It kind of seems like that's good. And so for Mississippi State, that's what fifteen thousand, yeah, around that, something, yeah, like that something like that, give or yeah. take. Uh, yeah. What, I, give me a if you I said you have to pick the day on the calendar college football is going to start. Not not the day you're you're not making the decision. You're saying this is the day the decision makers will pick. What what what, what day will Mississippi State play its first game? Mm. I know what day you hope it's not. Yeah, and I don't think it will be. Uh, spoiler alert: If you wonder what he's talking about, my my baby girl is due on September the twelfth, which is the day that uh, State would originally go to NC State. It feels like they'll push it back at least a couple of weeks, right? I think the date I gave was – well, here's the thing. If they want to go conference only, the 19th makes a lot of sense. That's the Arkansas game. Yeah. But See, it makes a lot of sense for State, though. Who, right. Who, well, I mean, you know, for Arkansas, it's, it's, it's Arkansas's first conference game, too. I mean, a lot. Of, that's the first week in their conference games. There aren't any of the first two weeks of the season. But that said, you know, it depends on you know what they're going to decide in terms of the schedule. I think they're going to do – I think they're going to do eight plus one for sure, and because they want to keep those ACC rivalry games that we've been talking about, feels like it. That will allow State to either keep NC State or, you know, figure something else out. Because it just depends, you know, can NC State fit them in later in the season? Which I, I would imagine they could, but you just don't ever know. And then if they want to go eight plus two, I would think the smart move would be to keep Tulane. Geographically makes sense. You know, there's no Louisiana, Mississippi. It's a group. It's a group of five schools, so you know you feel like you're doing some good. You're going to keep you know, send them a big check, which I don't know how that's going to work, but I assume it'll 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 still happen. And then you know, sort of just take it from there. I I think the season starts end of September, though. I think it's going to. I th- it may even start first weekend of October, yeah. and then we might they might push into December a little bit. But you know, the thing with all these decisions is I'm glad I'm not making them. Well, I'm glad I'm not making them too. But anything Greg Sankey announces this week could change in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like anything that he announces this week is just etched in stone and that's exactly how it's going to happen, you know? What if 
in three weeks the coronavirus cases triple or something. I mean, I right. don't know. I know that's, but you get what I'm saying. Nothing that's announced in today's age is ever just signed, sealed, delivered. No, you're right. Uh, like I know, I know Mississippi high schools are trying to play college football. They're just going to push it back a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, what if cases keep rising and rising and rising? Well, then, then things might change. Same you know? with JUCO. Yeah, and they uh, announced this past week they're going to play. It's why I do think, though, you, I don't know what I don't know what the drop dead date is. There has to be a date somewhere where it's like if we don't say we're playing by this date, then we can't play in the fall. I agree with that. I don't know sure. what that date is. It's close. It's 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 two weeks from today, three weeks from today. I mean, you can't you can't get to August 29th where that game is scheduled and then say, "Now, nah, yeah, we can't do it." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting you're you're darn sure getting to a point where if you don't say we're playing then then you're automatically saying that the schedule that was originally outlined is not happening. I mean, you're pretty much at that point now. Right. you got to make that choice in the next three or four days. But I still, like I said a minute ago, there has to be a date somewhere that says, if we don't make the decision here that we are playing this fall, then we cannot play this fall. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the actual line is that once you cross it. But that day is coming. It, it's getting close, no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, you're almost to August and... I mean, if you're going to have any semblance of a season, which, I mean, a season, you're going to have to, minimum is going to have to be six games, right? Like, if that's, that's just bare minimum. That plays you everybody in the SEC. That, that allows you to play everybody in your division. I think they'll play eight. I think eight, eight, eight really. Because if you're going to play SEC games, why would you not play the two East games? That's true. That's true. I wonder if there's a number where it's like, if we can't play X, then we don't play. I think it's eight. You think eight's it? Yeah. Because if you're going to go to conference-only schedule, and then you're going to say, well, we may not be able to play all the conference games, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Conf- eight, eight is the uh, to me, is the, the minimum. So, we'll see what happens. All right. And we'll keep monitoring that that, that announcement. could come any day. I expect it on Friday. Though. I don't know if we've talked about this. I, the answer for me is yes, I would. I mean, I, I would I would wear a mask just to be sure and stuff. But yeah. would you feel comfortable in the press box? Yeah. I would, too. Yeah, I mean, well, first off, you and I are here every day. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> I see you any day anyway. Yeah, see, with no mask on, but. I would wear a mask into the press box. I think, like I think we talked about it a little bit. You need to tell. You can only give one credential per outlet. Yeah. So that's just right how. Uh, you're, you're visiting media. I don't even know if you can do visiting media, um, which you know would be from the for us. You know we wouldn't be going to Ole Miss or to, to Alabama, which that would snap my egg bowl streak. I hope yeah. that happen. Why not? Like the uh, MLB right now, like the Braves writers are, are covering this from their houses, and the Braves are in New York. You know, right? So, so they're yeah, the visiting they're not, media. They're yeah. not going. In, in, but, in MLB. But, but there's a little difference between I got to fly from Atlanta to New York to I can drive I can drive to Tuscaloosa to, to Baton yeah. Rouge to, to Oxford. You know, yeah. I mean, you look at states' road trips next year. Three of them are an easy drive, and then the other two I would in normal circumstances I would fly to Raleigh, I would fly to Lexington, but you know you you could drive those. Yeah, it's but nobody nobody's driving to New York for <laughs> for for baseball. It's just not happening. So yeah, I mean. The only other thing I would suggest, and it sort of sucks, is I would keep the windows closed so that you can run the air conditioner because it's going to be hot. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get down to science discussion, but I think some of the stuff that they said, some of the mass breakouts have been because of, like, air conditioning, people sitting in the oh, well, thing. Then, so I don't know. Keep then. it open. and I don't know. I don't know I don't what know. the answer is. But I think I would even, if the stadium wasn't packed, mm-hmm. personally, I would feel comfortable in the stands. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, would, it, I, would, I would feel totally comfortable wearing a mask in, and then somebody's just like, do you have to wear a mask during the game? I would think that they're going to have people socially distanced enough. They're not going to have people all sitting on top of each other. Yeah. The people you're sitting with are people you live with, probably. So maybe no mask required there, as long as you're keeping six feet away from everybody. And then if you get up to go to the bathroom, if you get up to go get concessions, you got to put your mask back on, and then you come back. Yeah. You know, and go from there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I just whenever the day is, whether it's sometime soon or whether it's this. Whether it's the 2021 season, the next time it's 65,000 people deep in there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But it's still kind of going to be in the back of everybody's minds a little well, bit. Well, I mean, it depends, though. Depends on, you know, do we have a... Uh, That's true. A, a virus, or you know, a vaccine going by then. So. And I say that because it's already kind of weird. Like, I shook one of my buddy's hands this morning. Mm-hmm. And while I didn't mind doing it, it's fine. I think about it. Yeah. I used to that used to be nothing that anybody would ever think of, but now, anytime you shake a hand or shoot, if your nose itches and you touch your face, yeah, you think about it now. Yeah, it's just kind of weird how the world has changed in a four, Saturday five stretch. Saturday, September the fourth, twenty twenty one. Is that the next full house at Davis Wade Stadium? I don't think you're going to get it in twenty twenty. So yeah, that's uh, that's weird to think about, but makes sense. We'll see. All right, tomorrow's show is tomorrow's show. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about between now and then. We got rumblings on Wednesday. We didn't pick. Uh, you got to pick Missouri or Vanderbilt. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry, not Missouri. South Carolina or Vanderbilt for uh, our East pre- preview. Mm. Uh, I'll keep it interesting because South Carolina. Who knows how they'll? I think Vandy. We're just going to go through there and. Say L L L L L. So that's we'll, true. We'll save that to the end. But so yeah. yeah, we'll go South Carolina. All right, and then we're talking. Well, we may have to call our good friend Brett Hudson. We're talking about Alabama. Yeah, we'll make that happen as well. All right, guys, have a great uh, Sunday and Monday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.